You are listening to the Called by My Name podcast, where we have conversations about what it means to be called out for Christ. What does that look like? And I mean, what does that really look like? Like in everyday scenarios, in everyday encounters, in everyday experiences, even in everyday topics and discussions. Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Glow, back with another episode. (laughs) How are y'all doing? How are y'all feeling? How's your day going? How's your mind, your spirit, soul, everything? Um, Me, I've been doing pretty good. I I mean, I feel like I've been saying this every episode, but I just cannot believe that like the year is practically over. Like Thanksgiving is literally in two weeks, and I'm just like, (laughs) It's, it's crazy. Like I feel like once it hit... Once it hits September, like it's just everything's been a blur, but we thank God for life, of course. But um, I've been doing pretty good. I'm not going to lie, y'all. Lately, this week has been kind of like crappy because I'm not sure if y'all have heard, but um, if you've heard of the rap group Migos um, recently, last Tuesday, Monday, the 1st of November, I know that for sure. November 1st, um, one of their members, his name was Takeoff, was tragically murdered and killed um, and died at the age of 28. And um, whew, y'all, it's been, it's been tough. Like, I, it's like, it's, it's really, really sad, like the reality of the situation. And um, when I did listen to Migos, like in college, let me tell you something, I have always said Takeoff was my favorite Migos member because... I mean, of course, with Migos, most of their music was centered around like money, women, you know, drugs that hold debacle. But (laughs) if you look beyond that, (laughs) and I was listening to it, you know, when I was in college, um, if you really uh, studied Takeoff's flow, he was a true lyricist because I feel like there's a lot of different um, artists out here and a lot of different, uh, you know, rappers that they they can't like they're not a lyricist like they just they can put a hot beat and they can rhyme but as far as actually making your flow make sense like actually storytelling through your craft and through your flow that's that's lacking i mean i don't know if y'all i mean i don't even i don't want this to turn into like a gossip room but i don't know if y'all have seen drake's recent actions it's just a mess right like Rap is becoming a joke. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's really, really sad. And um, that's really been heavy on my heart. And I've just been really praying for um, the other members, Offset and Quavo and and Takeoff's family, friends, fans, everybody that was impacted by his death. And um, I just really, really hope, like, because when I was praying about it, I just really, really hope that uh, we will continue to push the conversation centered around toxic masculinity, you know, and emotional intelligence among black men, because I feel like it needs to be a conversation. Because I feel like when it comes to um, some men, like when it comes to handling conflict, it's all about that action. And then that's seen like as a Oh, you a man. Oh, like you don't you don't talk. All you do is all about that action. That is toxic. Like when somebody offends you, the first thing that you do should not be to grab your Glock. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that should not be the case, you know? So it's just it's just sad cuz he he died so unnecessarily, so senselessly and just just all of that. So, it, this episode is not about uh takeoff, but I just, you know, just want to put that out there that I just feel like we just need to continue to create avenues for black men so they can know that, you know, that lifestyle or putting themselves in situations that can become deadly does not have to be their only option. So, I'm going to just say that and leave that where it's at, but rest in peace takeoff. That really was breaking my heart when I heard about that news. But also, um, I'm not sure you guys have heard of the new Netflix series that recently is like viral on TikTok. Everybody's talking about it. Um, But I've also been watching from scratch (laughs) on Netflix. So like, that's been like making me emotional. (laughs) It's basically, I don't, without this being like a spoiler alert, but it's basically about this couple, um, this guy and this girl that met in Italy and they got married and they're just going through life, you know? And that's obviously a very brief, boring synopsis, but you'll see that through their relationship, you'll just see how life has 
its way of life in, right? Life has its way of taking a toll on different things. So through the series, you just see different things like um, cancer, like death. You see um, parents, divorce, um, you know, childhood things surfacing up. So it's, it's a, I 100% recommend. I'm almost done. I have one more episode uh, to go. Um, it definitely is a tearjerker, just a fair warning. It definitely is a tearjerker, but it's really, really good. It's really, really good. But nevertheless, that's how I've been doing y'all. But um, this episode, as you can see <clears throat> from the title is um, simply to honor the life of Chadwick Boseman. Now, um, you guys, sh- I hope you know, you should know <laughs> that um, as of right now that I'm returning, ret- as I'm right now that I'm recording this episode, sorry, um, Wakanda Forever has officially came out to the theaters, right? And um, it's it's bittersweet, y'all. It's really, really bittersweet um, because it's very beautiful to see um, Black Panther and Wakanda Forever to come out with a second movie, but it's also really sad because the Black Panther, like the original Black Panther, is not playing the role and he's not here. So that's that's definitely difficult. But um, nevertheless, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm very grateful um, that they are coming out with this, they came out with this new movie and that they are continuing the legacy of Black Panther because that's ultimately what Chadwick would have wanted. And um, this episode is actually going to be like a two-part thing. It's not going to be two separate episodes, but like, Um, The first part of this episode will kind of be just me just really just talking about his legacy, telling you guys facts um, of who he was as a person. And the other part is going to be my reaction of Wakanda Forever because I'm actually seeing it tomorrow. So, yeah, but it's all going to be in this episode because y'all don't have to like wait, obviously, because it's in real time that I'm recording this and I'm going to see tomorrow. But for y'all, it's going to be the last part of the episode. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so this episode is just simply to honor Chadwick. Um, I remember when I heard the news that he passed away, um, it was hard. Like, I, I mean, it was, I felt like, I felt like that man was my uncle, like for real, like the way that thing hit me, like it reminded me of like Kobe's death and it was in 2020. y'all. Oh my God. 2020. Let me tell you something. 2020. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you made it. Like, we actually made 2020. I feel like 2020, like, it wasn't even, like, the obvious pandemic of COVID, right? And just people, I mean, dropping, like, flies. But I think also, like, it was such an emotional and mental and physical, obviously. Uh, it It took a toll on us, right? So that, and on top of Kobe... Chat when Kobe when Kobe Bryant passed away, yo. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Just throw the whole year away. Just throw the whole year away. And then Chadwick, I was like, yo, God, like. So like when I heard Chadwick passed away, like, God, I you know, I was just like, Lord, like you're taking all these good people, God. You gonna <laughs> when you coming, like when, you know what I'm saying? Like, my God, today, like you're taking all of these people. It's just so heartbreaking. So um, so yeah, this whole episode, I just want to just go in to just talk about who was Chadwick Boseman and just his legacy, right? So Chadwick Boseman was an incredible American actor who was most known for his iconic roles in um, the Jackie Robinson's movie 42, um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Get On Up, and most notably known for T'Challa in Black Panther. Um, Black Panther, if you do not know, which if you don't, please go watch it. (laughs) Um, Black Panther is a superhero film um, that's based on the Marvel uh, character Cosmics. And um, basically in this film, T'Challa's dad, um, the king, died. And now T'Challa is next in line for the throne, but he's forced to confront a challenger from um, his country's past, which is Killmonger. Um, And if you don't know, Michael B. Jordan played that role. So um, when I remember when I first watched Black Panther, I, man, I was just so, 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 so proud. Um, And it it was just so beautiful to see how Black Panther literally became this movement. Like it was like the movie jumped out from the screen and like became real life. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just... 
it was so beautiful to see how the purpose of the movie and the driving force of the movie and the message of the movie, which was just uh African culture, just African culture, black pride, black beauty, um, black strength, and, and, and to see black strength not to be, you know, skewed into something so twisted, you know, because I know we've heard the term of like angry black woman and just different things like that. Like just to see uh, black people be strong, not because, you know, we're ridiculed, not because we're treated differently, not because of all the, um, different things that happen to us on a daily basis with being black in America, but just simply because we're black. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so beautiful to see that. And it was like, it was like the movie kind of broke the fourth wall. And if you've never heard of that term, um, of course, I'm not a theater guru or anything like that, but um, breaking the fourth wall, basically, it's like a theater term. And it basically means when like the, the play or the act basically comes into real time. So it's like the characters step out of the movie into real time, like right now. So that's like really what happened. And it was just so, it was so beautiful to see. Wakanda became this movement embracing Black, rich, African culture. Um, like It was like one of the first times where Black culture in history was displayed on a screen, on the big screen, for the whole world to see. And it was celebrated. It was, it was embraced. It wasn't something that was a joke. It wasn't something that was a statistic. It wasn't something that was like um, the Black woman struggle or the angry Black woman or uh, you know, black people being senselessly killed by the police and police brutality. It wasn't any of that because all of that is reality and all of that is a thing and that needs to be a conversation. Okay. So let's not ignore that. But it was just, it was just so beautiful to see, um, black people just displayed in this way. And it was like Wakanda was a place of strength, of excellence, of family and like unity, and it's like when Black Panther hit the world, like the Wakanda, like the infamous Wakanda greeting, which is like to, and you, you guys should know this, but it's basically like when both arms are crossed around your chest into an X, it became like a universal greeting. And I don't even want to say just for Black people, for all people, like you saw, and that was the, that was the beautiful thing, y'all. Like that was just the beautiful thing about um, Black Panther, because I feel like not only was uh, Black people and Africans and me being Nigerian were able to see our culture and to embrace what was being shown, but also I feel like it also ignited a a love for other cultures to embrace their cultures and to see, hey, this is actually possible, not just for African culture, but also for your culture, like wherever you come from, whether it's Chinese, Japanese, like... um Native American, wherever you come from, like it was, it was beautiful because it wasn't just like this movement for black people, even though it was predominantly black, but you also saw people of different colors taking pictures, right? <laughs> beside the uh, Black Panther poster, beside T'Challa, beside, um, you know, just all these different posters with that greeting. And it was like that simple greeting was what brought people together. It's like this gesture was used to connect people and and make them come together. It resembled community and unity, right? And that's what the mo movie was about. That's what T'Challa, Black Panther, really instilled in his in his people. That at the end of the day, all we have is each other, right? It wasn't a movie that was based off of you know, in which we see it too much, but a movie that wasn't based off of gun violence or wasn't based off of um, just the black struggle being commercialized and, and people being desensitized to it. No, like it was just a movie that showed the beauty of who we are, you know, and, and, and in the strength that, that it holds, you know, and even for me being a Nigerian, I mean, it was, it was so, it was just so emotional to see it. It was, it, it warmed my heart so, so much to see in America, right? To see in America, um, true, true African culture be displayed and to be shown. Because if I can be honest, y'all, growing up, I mean, being Nigerian, it was seen as a joke. It was seen as a joke. I mean, I can't tell you how many times people 
said to me, oh, African booty scratcher. People said to me, oh, you guys live in huts. Like, do you guys have uh, houses? Do you guys like walk wherever you go? You don't have cars. You guys live in trees. Um, and people always brought, you know, brought up the feed the children commercial that, you know, was really a big deal growing up. So because of that, growing up, I remember I used to resent my culture because I'm like, okay, it's a part of who I am, but it's because of this part of me that is bringing so much bullying and so much judgment to me and, and my childhood, you know, um, when I would go out, you know, and leave my home, right. And, and go out to school and go out and see different friends. So, um, yeah, growing up, I know being Nigerian was something that I, I wasn't really, a pr- I wasn't really proud of because people didn't understand and people, seen it as a joke in in the little lens that they saw, which was just the poverty, which by the way, every place on this planet earth has some sort of poverty. America has tons of poverty. If you go to any city, you will see homeless people out in the streets, right? Um, but it, w- it was just beautiful to see my culture, to see uh, African dialect, to see um, the, the clothing, the color, the, the blackness, the richness that reminded me of home. It was just, it, it was so, it was so, so beautiful. And even to see these American actors, right, um, like Chadwick Boseman um, and Angela Bassett, all of these incredible actors um, and Lupita, oh my God, queen, 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 <laughs> like to see them um, learn the languages, to, to see them wear the clothes. It was just, it was, it was so, so beautiful. And it was what um, I feel like not even what I needed to see, but a lot of other Africans and Nigerians needed to see to encourage us to be bold in our culture in this land, right? To be bold in our culture in a land that we're not from, in a land that our family isn't from, right? So that was really beautiful. And um, Chadwick, listen, it's like Chadwick, he became our leader. And this is what I this is what I mean when I say how it's like Black Panther broke the fourth wall, how it literally jumped off the screen and it literally became like reality. It be, it became life because um even honestly y'all I haven't actually watched the movie Black Panther again in a minute, probably because I already know I'm a cry if I see it, but <laughs> Um, even like from what I remember, T'Challa, he really, one of his main things that he instilled in his people was peace, was peace and humility and unity, because he, he always taught the people of Wakanda that there's going to be, um, uh, people that are going to attack us. There's going to be people that are going to want to tear us down. But at the end of the day, we have to remember who we are. And at the end of the day, we have to be united. If one falls, we all fall. If one celebrates, we all celebrate. And I feel like through that, Chadwick really taught us true leadership, right? Because true leadership is not you hogging the mic. True leadership is not you um, being being seen all the time. True leadership is not you being the face of everything. True leadership is when you understand legacy, when you understand that at, at the end of the day, you're not going to be here forever, when you understand that um, you want to not only invest in yourself, but invest in the person that's coming behind you that will take your place. That is true leadership. And like, I was doing my research on Chadwick Boseman, just prepare for this episode. And I was watching this Breakfast Club interview that he was in. <laughs> it was so funny because he was just like, man, people are really taking this movie real serious because I'll be walking down the street and people are just like, oh, my king. And I'm like, yo, I'm just Chadwick. It's OK. Like, I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that was so funny because I'm telling you, like, people viewed him as T'Challa. Like, that's who people viewed him as. And. Um, I've been recently watching the trailers for uh, Wakanda Forever. I'm so excited to see it. Um, I'm excited. But at the same time, I already know I'm a cry. Let me tell you something. Whew, I'm a cry. I'm a cry. I'm a cry. <laughs> and also, y'all, they had um, Tim's sing the No Woman, No Cry song, which she did so beautiful, beautifully. And Tim's is Nigerian, I believe so. Or she's African. I know that for a fact. So I'm just like... I just love it, right? But when I was looking at the different trailers for Wakanda Forever, um, there was this uh, 
um, audio that they got from uh, Black Panther that T'Challa said. And he said, um, in my culture, death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. And um, that is what a true king would say. That's true leadership. You know what I'm saying? Like when you know that your time, um, not even just as a leader, but when you know when your time on this earth is coming to an end, um, instead of you trying to be like, oh, well, if I'm not here, I'm going to destroy everything I built. So nobody will, you know, nobody will stand on what I uh built and they're going to have to, you know, start over and they're going to have to suffer like I did. That's not leadership. Like true leadership is doing what you do, not just for your purpose and and what you see within the earth and what you want to see change, but also for people that come behind you to to step on your shoulders right? Like what you go through, people that are coming after you should not go through. Like there there should not, there should be a breaking where there shouldn't be a repetitive cycle. You get what I'm saying? So, um, and it's like God strategically had him play this role before his death because it's like he embodied this character that that represented a king, right? And showed true kingship, and how true kingship is when you're able to step down for others to step above you and, and go ahead of you. Like a true king doesn't hog the throne. Instead, like he's, he willingly takes off his crown, looks behind him and places it in the hands of the one that's behind him. And it's like um, when I was like watching different interviews and just reading comments and just like what everybody, not even just his cast members, but everybody had to say about Chadwick, not even just his uh, performance in Black Panther, but also his performance because a really popular movie that he was also a part of, like I said in the beginning, y'all, was Jackie Robinson's uh, 42. And I remember I watched it and I mean, my God, like he... He embodied the character so, so well. But it was like with Chadwick, like he performed like from the depth of his soul that made people connect with the character that he was playing in ways that they never expected, right? And I think this, exactly this, is what debunks the whole theology of, oh, God can only use you if you're in the four walls of a church. And God can only use you if you're a pastor, preacher, apostle. God can only use you if you are on a pulpit. That is a lie. If you think that theology, please go back and listen to my previous episodes where I have called this out numerous times because it is not true. Um, God has called all of us to many different things. If we all were to do the same thing, the world would not be the way it is because it would just be one thing. It wouldn't be, there would be no diversity. There would be no um, difference in life because everybody would do the same thing. So it was just so beautiful because it was like Chadwick, like he really man, I don't know how this man like played a role that resembled, that resembled and represented um, strength and power and authority. Meanwhile, like behind closed doors, I mean, this man was facing death. Like he was fighting a terminal cancer, colon cancer. And it's crazy because no one knew. I don't think, I don't think anyone knew until after his death. I truly, I, I could be mistaken, but I don't think anyone knew. If anything, probably people, the word came out right before he passed away. But I feel like even his close cast members, when they would see how he um, was starting to uh, really be sick and and what didn't really have the strength to do a lot of stuff, I just think they probably were like, okay, well, he's probably like, you know, like sick or, you know, whatever. It's like a cold, whatever. But the public didn't really know that he had colon cancer like until after the fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just, man, like that is true humility. Cause he's like, nah, like this isn't about me. This is not like a time for me to announce, you know, um, what I'm going through, but I instead want people to see this character and not even just to, cause that was another thing with Chadwick. Chadwick, he didn't want people just to see him as a king, but he wanted people to see themselves as a king, see themselves as a queen, and to know that you too can be T'Challa. Like it's not just, it's not just him. Like that, like you too can can be uh, this character. And then when I was watching the Breakfast Club interview, um, he was saying to Charlemagne that 
But Charlemagne asked him, he was like, what, what's one thing that you want people to leave with um, when they watch this movie? And he was like, you know, I want people to uh, leave proud. Like, I want people to uh, leave proud of themselves, like proud of where they come from and proud of who they are. And, and to know that all of who you are can be embraced. It doesn't have to be hidden in any way. And um, yeah, man, like, it's just, God, it's just, it's just so crazy. And it's like, Black Panther was the first uh, superhero. It was the first superhero. And, and um if you've heard of The Little Mermaid that's coming out in May of 2023, um, Halle Bailey, um, she's playing it and she's black. So, and it, I mean, oh my God, if you have seen the um, the social media posts and the videos that have gone viral of little black girls that are, <laughs> that when they see the trailer, they're just like, oh my God, mommy, that's me. Oh God, it's so beautiful. It's so, and this is why representation matters. I'm gonna keep saying that representation matters in the film industry, in the music industry, in magazines, in modeling, in everything, in the whole arts, in in every, not even just arts, in every field. This is why representation matters because when you're able to see somebody who looks like you, see somebody who has the same complexion as you, has the same skin as you, came from the same culture as you, and you see that they accomplished something that you didn't even think was possible because of these things. It's like your perspective of seeing your unique traits as a crutch. It's like, no, your unique traits is actually seen as a blessing. And it's actually um, what makes you different. So, yeah, it's, it's just beautiful. And and also, I also want to hit on um, Chadwick Boseman's famous infamous Howard University's um, commencement speech that he made in uh, 2018. If you don't know, Howard University uh, was his alma mater. And um, I was watching uh, his speech before I started recording this episode. And he mentioned, it was funny, he mentioned this encounter that he had with uh, Muhammad, Al, oh God, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, the boxer. The, I mean, if you don't know Muhammad Ali, please do your research, right? He said, um, what did he say? He said that he was walking on the yard of uh, Howard and he looked up and he saw Muhammad Ali and he just like literally froze in time. And he said that for a second, Muhammad Ali locked eyes with him and it was like Muhammad Ali was acting like he was about to fight him, like he had his fist up and he was like, okay, what you got, young man, whatever. And Chadwick was just like, man, it was just amazing because it was like in that moment, I was able to connect with... um, somebody that was so great, was so, so great. And he was also saying that um, that short interaction was nothing more than a couple of seconds. But he felt that in that moment, Muhammad Ali was transferring like the spirit of the fighter to him, right? Was um, transferring um, just the spirit of legacy and, and strength and like, Hey man, like I see you and you're important. So do what you got to do. So, so people can also be impacted by you and your life. And, um, Chadwick also said something in this speech. He said that sometimes you need to feel the pain of defeat to know the passion that God, um, to have the passion rather, um, of what God predestined inside of you, what he already um, put in you to do. And Chadwick, he quoted um, Jeremiah 29, 11, which is, um, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not plans to harm you, but to give you a good hope in a future. And I don't know, y'all, it's like when I see different interviews of Chadwick now, now that he's not here anymore, it's like, this man was facing death, bro. Like this man was, he was fighting a deadly cancer. Like, can, can you imagine being Chadwick? You're literally fighting. Cause at this time, this was, he did this speech in 2018 and um, he found out he had colon cancer in 2016. So it's been two years, right? Of him fighting this cancer. And can you imagine it's being two years of you fighting a deadly cancer and you have to stand in front of uh, a group of college graduates that, of course, you don't know everybody's story, but 
You're, you're just, you have to stand in front of these graduates that are full of life, full of opportunity. Meanwhile, you don't even know <laughs> if you're going to make it that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even more so to even quote that scripture that God has good plans for you. But in the back of your mind, like, well, I guess one of the good plans God has for me is to give me cancer. Like, that's hard, right? And like something else that he mentioned is that he mentioned, he emphasized purpose. And this is probably like my favorite thing that he said, because y'all know how I feel about purpose. I am all about purpose. Like, it's something that is one of my greatest passions. Um, He said, be sure to find purpose. Focus on purpose. Find purpose rather than a job and a career because purpose crosses disciplines. And I love that because that's what he did, man. Like Chadwick, he was a man that was full of purpose. Like I remember when I was watching this interview of him and he literally said, um, this is what he's, this this is a direct quote of what Chadwick said. He said, at times in my head, I'd be like, well, what does this do for the world? Like, is it actually valuable in this climate? And I have to say, yes, it actually is. Not because it makes people escape. I think when done right, it gives people hope. And like, that is exactly what it did because I feel like, God, the impact Chadwick made is incomparable, right? Like it, it's a lot of, a lot of, you know, people that are very, very religious and think, oh, God can only use you if you're in a church or if you're a pastor or if you're in a pulpit, yada, yada, yada. Chadwick, because he walked in his purpose, he impacted the world. When you have a limited mindset, like the religious mindset and have that religious spirit, you just impact the church, because at the end of the day, we're called to not o- not only impact the church, but also impact the world. He, the, Jesus literally said before he went up in heaven, he literally said, spread, go, go ye to all nations, not just the church, not just down the street <laughs> to your mama's house, not just in, in your, you know, in your house and, and online, but to the world. So it's like when you operate in purpose, your purpose pushes beyond yourself, beyond where you come from, beyond your natural customs, beyond um, your little bubble. It, it pushes the purpose of, of what you're what you're called, the message of what you're called to bring within the earth. And um, Chadwick also mentioned, he said, the struggles along the way are meant to shape you for your purpose. And he also said, if it's meant for you, it will be yours. And I love that because I feel like we live such in a time, y'all, of competition. We live in a time of competition, of envy, of greed, of of, of jealousy, of, of all of these things that lead to nowhere. Like we're we're in a time where, where competition, you know, amongst men, women, careers, it's just... Everybody is just trying to, yeah, it's like everybody's just trying to get to the top of the mountain and they don't care who they crush on their way, right? Like it's just, we're just in a time just full of competition. So I love that he said that because it's just like, what is meant for you will be yours. It will be nothing that you will have to fight for. It will be nothing that you will have to plead your case for. It will be nothing that you will have to change yourself for or, or course or, or bribe for. It's just something that will be put in your lap because the creator, your creator, placed it inside of you when he was forming you before you got into your mother's womb. So I just that so like when he said that, I was like, that's it, Chadwick, like that, like that is really, really it. And um, Howard University actually uh, honored Chadwick because, like I said, Howard is his alma mater and um, they reestablished their fine arts program to be known as the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. And um, I love that. I love that because I was also watching um, an interview. If you don't know, also, (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg um, recently came out with an ABC News exclusive interview um, interviewing uh, Chadwick's wife, Simone Bozeman. And um, Simone, like she, man, she, this woman is is a woman of strength. Like, like when I see, when I see interviews, pictures of her, I'm just like, my goodness, girl, like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine just the, the um, 
heartache that she's going through and even like um, the awards that Chadwick still received even after his death, like she um, received them in his honor. But um, she even said she was just like uh, Chadwick was an artist right? Like he, he wasn't just an actor. He was an artist. And that even goes back to what I said, how he literally brought um, his characters to life. Like no matter what script he was given, no matter what, um, <clears throat> no matter what role he was given, he, he looked inside the role and he's like, okay, how can I, how can I bring this to life? How can I make this character impact people beyond just you know, this hour and a half movie or beyond this film? Like, what can they actually leave with? And um, I watched some snippets of this interview that Whoopi did um, with Simone, and she said something. She said, I can't believe I was so lucky to love this person and that I also got them to love me too. He was an artist and he was a leader and he was a king. And um, that that's just so true. Like, he and, and Chadwick, y'all, he was so he was so selfless. And that's why this episode is called The Selfless King, because he was so selfless. And that is what kingship is. Like, I feel like there's just this, you know, in the world and in our flesh, there's just this, oh, if you a king, you got to, you know, you got to you got to boss up and you got to be about all about the money and all about getting this bag and all about. So what? OK, cool. But what impact are you making? Because at the end of the day, when you die, the bag going to stay here. OK, like you get what I'm saying? Like true kingship is legacy. True kingship is leaving something here. Right. Like like what will people what do you want to be remembered by? And I feel like, and I just encourage you to ask yourself that question every single day. What do you want to be remembered by? Because when you ask yourself that question, that question will begin to shape your actions. That question will begin to open your perspective and make you more open-minded to little things that you may think are just, oh, this, you know, that's just that. That was just that small conversation with that person. That was just that small social media post. You'll really begin to look into everything and how everything that you do really is it's like a this or a that it's either going to add to your purpose and push your purpose for good or it's just going to tarnish your purpose right so and pe people say oh you you thinking too much or you 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 thinking too deep into it and that's the problem because some of us don't think at all like that's that that's the issue like when it comes to our lives when it comes to um, what we're doing on this earth, we don't think much into it. That's why we don't care. And, and we don't care if if we are agreeing to this demonic agenda of trying to wreak havoc on the world. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, y'all. So that's pretty much all I have to say in this first part. Um, yeah, it's like when I, when I think of Chadwick, I'm just like, man, like, how can a man <laughs> play a role? <laughs> like it all comes down to this question. How can a man play a role that represents strength, that represents leadership, authority, power, while literally facing the reality of death and actually feeling the complete opposite of what this character embodied? Like how, you know, and I was even watching, um, his last, um, his last social media post in his last interview before his death. And it was literally a video that he did to honor Jackie Robinson. And, um, yeah, like Chadwick, he was just all about purpose, man. Like he was, he was, he was all about purpose. And I even remember I was even watching y'all watched a lot of stuff. Cause I was like, listen, if I'm a, if I'm gonna do an episode for my man, Chad, it's going to be have to done the right way. Okay. Like I got to make sure I got my facts written and all of that. <laughs> but when I was um, reading this, uh, or listening rather, to this podcast episode of, um, I think his name is Ryan Coogler. I don't think it's Brian. I don't think it's Brian. I think it's Ryan. Ryan Coogler, who is the director of Black Panther in Wakanda Forever, he was saying that his last, he was recalling his last conversation with um, Chadwick, and he said that um, he called Chadwick up and he actually wanted um, Chadwick to read the script of Wakanda Forever. <clears throat> before he sent it to the team, before he sent it to the executives. Um, he wanted to get his approval, like, yo, is this really good? Do you think this really embodies um, the, the agenda of Wakanda and Black Panther and the, and the legacy of it? And um, 
Ryan Coogler, the director, he broke down. He started crying because he said that I didn't know what he was going through, but I could tell he was just really tired. He was, I could tell he was laying down. He just sounded really tired. And he said to me, he was like, no, nah, man, I don't want to read it. It's okay. I'll read it later. I don't want to get in the way of the executives and what they have to say. And um, in the moment, he was like, okay, bro, cool. But of course, now it's just like, it's like a two-part thing. Chadwick, the, the reality of it is he probably was just too tired to read anything. And he was obviously at the end of his rope. Um, and his his journey was coming to an end. But I think also Chadwick just didn't want to get in the way. He was like, no, like, bro, like, because he, he knew. I mean, he, he knew, y'all. Like, he knew he wasn't going to be able to make Wakanda forever. He knew he wasn't going to be able to make that second movie. He knew he wasn't going to be here. So he's like, he could have easily been like, okay, y'all, like, let, let me see it. Let me see what you got. But he was like, no, like, let, show it to them. And I'm sure it's going to be great. I'll read it later. So like even just that small interaction just shows that he knew that it was his his time was up and that um, it was his time to to step down, you know. So. So, yeah, y'all, that's all I have to say in this first part. Um, it's just it's really sad, like just um, to think that it's been two years. Yeah, it's been two years because he died in 2020 and it's 2022. It's been two years since um, Chadwick passed away. It's just, it's just really sad. Um, Yeah, I feel like all the good people just go away like too soon, you know, but um, I I know, I know he is with God and I know um, what brings me joy, what brings me peace and comfort is that he's not in pain anymore. Like, because y'all know like those certain celebrities that pass away and you like, I don't know if they knew Jesus, but you know, but all you can say is rest in peace, but you hope that they really are in peace. Um, But with him, I mean, it's, it's without a doubt, like Chadwick, he had an assignment and he he knew his assignment and he did his assignment and it was his time to go. So, um, yeah, I just really wanted to honor him, uh, with this episode. And I also hope that, um, we learn what, what a true leader is and what a true King queen does and what they embody and also encourages us to, um, walk in purpose, man, walk in purpose. It makes a greater impact than you even realize. And and it's crazy because it's like Chadwick said in a lot of interviews, he's just like, man, if you would tell me that, that Black Panther would have blew up like this, I wouldn't believe you. I mean, I just thought, you know, I've been blessed to, to, to play so many iconic roles, but I didn't think it was going <laughs> to blow up like this. And that's the thing. It's like when you, when you walk in purpose, it's like the impact that it makes goes beyond you. So when it blow when when things blow up and 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 you see um just the benefit of you walking in your purpose and you doing what you're called to do it's something that takes you back cuz it's just like yo i didn't think this was going to happen you know what i'm saying so so yeah i just wanted to honor him um but stay tuned do not so basically y'all i'm going to watch <laughs> I'm going to watch Wakanda Forever tomorrow and I'm going to record my reaction tomorrow. But from you listening, you're going to hear my reaction in about 10 seconds. So stay tuned. Keep listening. And I'm really excited to like watch this movie. Y'all, I'm about to, y'all already know I'm a cry. I'm a child. I'm a cry. <laughs> but I'm excited. So stay tuned. Keep listening. All right, y'all, I'm back. <laughs> Chile. <laughs> Listen, 10 out of 10. I recommend that movie 10 out of 10. I'm going to keep this part short because um, honestly, I don't really want to cry on here. So I'm going to keep this part short. But just I just want to throw out a disclaimer. Um, if you have not watched Wakanda Forever, um, you may not want to listen to this last part. I'm going to try not to spoil it too much. I'm going to try to keep it I'm gonna try to keep it general. I don't. I really don't want to ruin like the uh, movie for you guys if you have not seen it. But please go see it if you have not seen it or if you plan on seeing it. Please, please go see it. Okay, so Wakanda Forever. Um, I actually just got back home um, about like an hour ago from the movie theater, and it was emotional, y'all. It really, it really, really was. Um, there was a lot of things I loved about the movie. Um, I loved how they honored him from the beginning to the end. Like it was literally like in the beginning, they honored him. Like they honored him in such a beautiful way. And at the end, they honored him as well and throughout the movie. So I love um, how they kept him, they kept 
they kept they made sure he was still a part of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like even though he's not here anymore, they still made sure that they mentioned his name, mentioned his legacy, mentioned what he stood for. Because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to sequels and, and say if, you know, somebody passed away and stuff like that, like they kind of forget the character. But I love that they remembered and they knew that if it wasn't for Chadwick and if it wasn't for how the love that, that he has in his craft and has for his purpose and has for the people he wants to impact, Black Panther wouldn't have blown up the way it blew up, right? Like, he impacted so many lives, like even his cast members, even between takes, like they, if you really like look up different things, all of the cast members have something so beautiful to say about Chad. Like whether they're just like, yeah, man, like in, even in between filming, like Chad, he was, um, he was always so uh, warm and always so happy, always so joyful. He was a very calm person. And, um, I remember Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther and Wakanda Forever 2, um, he said that it came to a point where he noticed that um, for Chad, he looked so sad. Like he would he would come on to set and in between takes, he would look so, so sad. And I'm just like, God, like how can somebody, how can somebody like literally turn on turn on the character and, and portray the character they need to portray and really um, re like literally remove themselves kind of and like literally be like, okay, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm here for. This is what they need. So I have to show up like y'all what he was battling. It wasn't just like a, oh, like this is just a sickness. This is a deadly cancer. Like my God, like I feel like it's it's everyone if it's everyone's worst nightmare to be dealing with something and to go to the doctor and for them to say there's nothing else we can do, and you have so and so years to live. That is scary. So um, yeah, I just I loved I loved I loved how they honored him, um, and even like towards the end, uh, at the very end, they said um, dedicated to our friend Chadwick, and I love that because um, Chad he just wasn't he wasn't a person that cared too much to be in the spotlight. You know, he he was that friend. You know what I'm saying? He was that friend that you could talk to, that you could look to, that was down to earth. He didn't let fame he didn't let fame or or money or anything go to his head. And I feel and I honor that about him because I feel like especially some people who uh, do make it, so to speak, or they um, blow up, right? And they go on these big stages and they're on the big screen and, and sitting with kings and queens, like they allow pride and they allow the things of the world to consume them and they lose touch with who placed you there in the first place. They they lose touch with, with why you're there. You get what I'm saying? So... Um, yeah, I just I just loved how they how they honored him and um I also loved how they really especially towards the end y'all, I really loved how they really really displayed um the main principle that T'Challa really instilled in the Wakanda people, which was unity. Like if we if one person go down, we all go we're all going to go down. And if we go down, we're going to fight until we can't fight anymore because if we're going to go down, we're going to go down with pride and with victory. And and you're going to if you see the movie or if you haven't seen it, um you're going to see that at the end how like it was the point where it's like all right Wakanda, which <laughs> is this gonna be it you know what I'm saying like is this it like y'all really about to lose you know but um it was beautiful because they all remembered you know what like I probably can't take out all these people but I'm gonna take out who I can and if it's my time to go it's my time to go so I love that they um they just displayed that it was just it was just so beautiful to see and also I can say being a black woman it was great to see Black Panther be a black woman. Like it was beautiful to see um how Black Panther was a woman. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I I mean I, I really wished it wasn't in this circumstance as to why it had to be that way. But I don't know. It it was just so beautiful to see a woman um be strong, a black woman be strong and to be honored and to be respected. 
you know, like like for her not to be strong because she was battered and bruised and, and ridiculed, but to be strong because she is strong. So that was that was beautiful to see that. Um, and honestly, I, there was another part that I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting the queen to die. I'm not going to lie. Like when that happened, I was just like, oh, my God. Like I was like. Lord, not the queen. <laughs> the queen done dead. Oh, Lord have mercy. It was just that. I was like, oh my God, that was that was unexpected. I was not expecting um, Angela Bassett's character to actually die. That was that threw me for a loop. But I feel like that's what um, Zuru, which was you know the Black Panther, um, that's what she needed to really um, give her that fire, right? Give her that drive. Like, Hey, like, cause that's one thing that they said in the movie is that, um, they said that even though, um, T'Challa is dead, the Black Panther is not. So I love that because like, and I know I keep going to purpose y'all because that Chad was all about purpose, man. He was all about putting himself aside and, 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 and moving, pushing forward the real reason why we're here, like reminding people that you have a light inside of you that people need to see, that people need to be impacted by that. So I love how they kept saying that, you know what, just because the king is dead, my, um, my brother may have been dead, like um, my son may be dead, whatever, but Black Panther is not. So I love that because it's just like, even though he's down and he's no longer with us, Black Panther still needs to move forward. Like the mantle still needs to push forward. Um, so I really love that. And also the villain, because um, I'm not going to lie, I was expecting Killmonger to be the villain um, uh, for this movie. He did make a special appearance. I'll just say that without saying too much. He did show up for like a quick, you know, five second, five minute rather scene. <laughs> so he did show up. Um, but the villain um, that was in um, this movie, Wakanda Forever, um, it's like, I'm not going to lie. It's like, I sympathize with him. I really did. I sympathized with him because when he really told Zuru, like Zuri, I think it's Zuri. Jesus, help me not slaughter her name. I think it's Zuri. Zuri. I think so. Zuri. <laughs> God. Um, when he, um, brought her to his underwater kingdom and most importantly, he opened up to her, uh, this story as to why he is king and why he feels like he needs to do what he needs to do, which that thing without saying too much will put Wakanda in danger. Um, when he did open up, it was just like, I don't know. It was like, I sympathize with him because at the end of the day, he was a scared boy who lost his mother out of disappointment and, um, who, who experienced such a great loss and he simply just wants to protect his, his people. And I feel like if we look back to Black Panther, Chad's character, um, Black Panther one, that's what Chad was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what Chad was really doing. That's what T'Challa was doing. His father died. So he was placed on this throne to be Black Panther. He didn't want to, but he knew he had to. And what, what gave him that drive was that it's bigger than you, right? That, that you need to help these people, that you need to protect the people that you're called to cover. You need to protect the people that you're called to lead. So so yeah, y'all, it's just, the movie was just so good. It was so, so good. And honestly, the, so I did cry, obviously. Um, <laughs> I did cry towards the end. The whole movie, I was straight. The beginning almost had me, almost had me. Cause they literally jumped right into it. Like right into like, oh my God, like T'Challa's dead. Um, so I teared up a little bit during that part, but it was the ending that really got me. And like, because you'll see how in the ending, um, Zuri, I pray that's, I'm pronouncing her name right, Zuri, how um, basically before the queen died, the queen um, wanted to show her um, a ritual that she did to really um, speak to T'Challa and really um, use it as a source to, of comfort for her. And Zuri was like, no, mom, like he's dead. I'm, I'm done because if I think about it too much, I'm going to destroy everybody and everybody in this world. I am, um, I just don't understand. I don't understand why he had to go. Um, I was trying to, you know, like come up with a solution, come up with the medication, come up with the, the perfect uh, medicine that can heal him of, his, of this disease and it didn't work. So, 
no, you, you did not speak to T'Challa. It's just your thoughts because you need to be comforted. So that was kind of, you know, the, the scene that she had with the queen in the beginning. But it was beautiful because at the end, when she now is Black Panther and um, they did defeat their uh, their um, villain, right? And the kingdom that wanted to take down Wakanda, at the end... Um, she did that like she and, and it wasn't a spooky thing it, you know what I'm saying like it, it wasn't a spooky thing but it was her literally just closing her eyes being at the beach and closing her eyes and simply thinking of Chadwick and that is what got me because you you can you know those are real tears like that that wasn't nothing that you needed to be forced it wasn't nothing that you had to stir up like you could tell those tears that she shed were real you know what I'm saying like so it was like when she closed her eyes um it then showed like a compilation of all the scenes that her and Chad had in the first movie. And it was just, oh, it was just, it was so sad. It was so sad, but it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I feel like um, even like when they showed that scene, it was silent. They didn't add any sound to it. It was completely silent. And I felt like it was a two-part thing, like how it was silent because it resembled a moment of silence for Chadwick. But I feel like also, it also resembles how, now all that we have of Chadwick is memories, right? All we have is memories. We don't have verbiage. We don't have his voice. We don't have any of that that's tangible. But what we do have is our thoughts, you know? So so that scene, like that, I, I teared up for that because that, that was sad. And like I said, um, towards the end, they were like, oh yeah, to my friend Chadwick. And that was just, whew, that was just, it was just, it was really, really sad. But, um, that is all that I really have to say for this entire episode, guys. Um, I did want to end off by saying, um, people like Chadwick is what encourages me to do what I do. People like him is who encourages me to keep going when I, when I want to give up, to keep going when, Things don't go my way to keep going when life gets too hard to keep going when I just don't understand why why things had to end up the way it had to end up. Like people like him is is who reminds me that at the end of the day, you have a reason why you are here. And you're not gonna be here forever. So while you have breath in your lungs, you need to be doing what he called you to do in whatever way that looks like. So, yeah, I just I just wanted to honor Chadwick and um please like I said, please 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 go to the theaters and watch Wakanda Forever. Um and let me know what you guys think about the whole thing. Like let me know um how the movie impacted you, uh what you learned from it. Um did you cry? <laughs> did you get emotional? Um but yeah. I just I don't know. This episode definitely is different from my usual, but I I mean I had to. I was like, bro, like Chad, like, I mean, that, that man inspired me so much. And people like him is what gives me the courage to believe. Give me the courage to believe that, that the visions, the dreams, that, that the promises God has spoken to me actually can come true. If I just simply hold hands with God and walk, you know, so. <sighs> so, yeah, but we love you, Chad. We love you so much. And um, we miss you. Thank you for um, showing us that it is possible. Thank you for pushing through despite all odds. Thank you for the legacy that you left. Um, we miss you so much, but we know we'll see you again. As always, I hope that um, this episode not only blessed you, but that you really learned something from Chadwick's life and um, that this episode really encouraged you to look beyond yourself and reminded you that you are needed and that um, you have a purpose that needs to be fulfilled and you have an assignment. And um, yeah, I just, I just really hope that this episode puts a fire in you that um, nothing will be able to put out. No life, no circumstance, no sickness, no disease, no nothing. But that will learn, will truly learn from Chadwick 
you know, like to keep going, to keep showing up. And sometimes we don't see the impact of our legacy until we're gone. And that's okay because it's not about us and it's not for us, but it's for those that are here and those that are around us and those that are coming after us. So, so yeah, I hope this wasn't too sad (laughs) for you. Um, but, um, I hope you guys were blessed by this and please be sure to follow our Instagram at called by my name underscore. Um, like I always say, I'm always open to hear you guys thoughts and, questions and your comments have you watched Wakanda if you haven't watched Wakanda for the umpteenth time please go watch it um please go support um this beautiful movie um please go support Chadwick and um yeah that's pretty much all I have to say so until next time I love you so much bye